Hello everybody and welcome to my brand new podcast. Music to live for with Shanti, it's me, Shanti, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. This episode comes directly from the desert planet of Arrakis. I will talk to Eric Dellon about the band Zombie Apocalypse and his work with a band dear to me, Shayulud. So let's go! Check this out! Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live for with Shanti. Honestly, this is one of one of my precious episodes. I'm so excited because I'm here with Eric Dellon, a musician from the States. He's a member of one of my dearest bands called Shayulud. Uh, so, hi Eric, how are you doing? Hey Shanti, what's going on? Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, all fine. As I said, I'm very, very excited because, uh, first of all, you are the first guest on my podcast from the States. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is also important to me. And second, you belong to a part, uh, I mean, you belong to, to a part of music, uh, you belong to a band that is really dear to me because I remember being like 16, 17 and starting to listen to the first hardcore band, metalcore sound. And... Um, one of the first of bands for sure are Converge. I mean, Concubine, this song to me is the Holy Grail, is the, with the sound, the aggressivity, and this way to, to distort the sound and time and space. I don't know. I just go, you know, you see, I just go in my own trip. We're talking about that song. But, and then one of the band that one of my best friends gave it to me was the album of Shailud. And I said, oh, what is Shailud? And here comes the part that sounds interesting. I'm I'm don't consider myself a science fiction nerd, but I love science fiction. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, being at my grandma's uh, place, and uh, she, I when I was at her place, I was looking a lot of different channels than I have at my parents' home. So uh, it started this movie, and the movie was Dune, and. And I was so fascinating as a child of, you know, I, I didn't watch the whole film. I also get scared sometimes, but, and so years later, I just discovered, okay, Frank's Herbert, Dune, the story behind. And then I, I, I was at the library and I leaned it for a weekend and I just watched the DVD and I just felt in love with the story, the background, uh, um, all the details, you know, and uh, Muad'Dib, uh, Arconan, <laughs> and then there was those worms, sandworms, huge <laughs> monster, and then discover, oh my god, those are called Shayulud. So you know, and then this is where the connection everything opened my together. mind, and uh, and I, and I went so excited because I said, oh oh my god, I got, I love the movie, I love the story, I I, I love the book. Um, and I love the band, and I, I, I and finding this this connection was kind of interesting. And then I, um, 
it was the time when I started also understanding what strategy means, or also some subculture, uh, life philosophies, and I remember some 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 title of of Charlotte lyrics, well, and were really really in deep. It wasn't just hardcore, just screaming uh, about rage or something like this. You know, it, it was also something new to me to understand that you can also be a little more philosophical or a little bit deep, emotional, also not to be scared to be emotional like this, doing this kind of music. So, you know, so this is why uh, is Shayuluda a band special to me. But also, um, I have to advise the audience that we went, uh, we got in touch just like one years ago because um, I texted you to talk about uh, the, um, a possible touring in Europe and giving you some help for another project that is called Zombie Apocalypse. So if for you it's okay, I think we're going to discuss a little bit childhood, a little bit Zombie Apocalypse and Beckson stories and, and also your experience as a, uh, as a musician in the States because I think this is interesting. Uh, I grew up here in Switzerland, born in India, but grew up here in Switzerland. So um, I know a little bit how the European scene works uh, with all the great band from Germany. Also, we have in summer... Normally, we are used to have those big uh, summer festivals dedicated to metal, and where all this band from the states came, and you had the chance to see them live. And um, that's a big dream of mine one day to go to Wacken. Yeah, I mean, right. If I could ever make it anywhere, that's like on my bucket list before I die. Yeah, and I don't know Zombie Apocalypse is also a nice and interesting project. I also love the sound. And we definitely need to discuss about the album cover because I found it uh, really <laughs> amazing. I also had a guest here at my place and uh, she loves sweets and chocolate. And he saw the <laughs> album saying, oh my gosh, Shanti, what is that? <laughs> I said, like, you, know, you know, that is, this is meta. You know, like, but I don't care. I love the cover. So um, if you right now are really curious, just go on Google and look at for Zombie Apocalypse. You will see different Im images, but then you will see the chocolate one. <laughs> so you will <laughs> understand. But yeah. yeah, Eric, let's just start about Shayulut. What, what's sure. your relation with the band? So uh, back in, well, geez, how do I even start here? Okay. Um, I met Shai Halud somewhere around, I want to say maybe 2000 or 2001. Uh, they were looking for a drummer um, and a friend of mine said, you know, why don't you give it a shot and try out? Uh, I wasn't incredibly familiar with a lot of their stuff, um, but uh, one of my friends gave me um, uh, Hearts Once Nourished with Hope and Compassion and um, I remember reading on the website, I think it was halud.net, you know, a uh, description of what they were looking for. And they said, you know, if this meets your, you know, interest, then, then film yourself playing, you know, something like, uh, you know, uh, either this, uh, you know, a, a profound hatred of man or something like yeah. that. And I was like, ah, easy enough. I could learn it. And I, it was awful. I'm sure. I think Matt and I still taught Matt Fox, the, the guitarist from Shia Lude, uh, and also zombie apocalypse. Uh, we still talk to this day and he says, you know, you know, your, your, your audition was terrible, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, I, and of course, I always think, I say it was amazing. You know, it was the best drum performance that anyone has ever seen. Uh, so 
needless to say, I did not get the job. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we sort of really hit it off. Um, myself uh, and Matt Fox and Matt Fletcher, um, the bassist for Shailud at the time, or actually he was playing uh, guitar, um, and Jared Allen, they all lived in the same house in Poughkeepsie, New York. And we got along pretty well. Um, and so we stayed friends, even though the, the drumming thing didn't work out. Um, they were doing at some point, not that long after, um, that within blood ill tempered. And they said, Hey, we're doing backups today. Come, come sing. And I was just like, no, I don't think I've ever really sung in my entire life, you know, but fuck it. Why not? You know, I get, uh, I guess I should ask, can I curse? That's uh, not a problem, please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well then fuck it. Um, so, uh, they said, yeah, we're, we're recording, you know, come, come sing. And I was in college. I think I was, you know, like, you know, why not? What else do I have to do? So we went out to, um, a studio. I think it was a big blue mini studio and I started singing and they said, wow, you know, your voice goes with Geertz. Why don't you just do more and, and keep singing and keep singing. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. Like, you know, it worked really well. So that was fun. And we kept on doing that. And then another day I was in my class and Matt Fletcher, the bassist who was in zombie apocalypse and, uh, Shai Halud as well, um, said to me, Hey, we're doing, uh, get, we're doing vocals for zombie. Get down here. And I said, what's zombie. And he goes, just get your ass down here. And so I was like, uh, all right. You know, I showed up, um, Ronan, uh, the singer of Zombie Apocalypse, or one of the singers on the other one, I guess, uh, was um, leaving the studio. And that was like my first and only introduction to him. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I was just going in to do backups. And again, they said, all right, Dylan, you know, do this. And I said, all right, fine. So then I kept going and they kept saying, do more. Did, do this, do that, do this. You know, and I was like, all right. And so then before I knew it, they said, you know, do you want to, we're going to talk to Ronan, but do you want to like be one of the singers in the band? Like we think it'd be cool. Your, your vocals work well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe we'll have two singers. And I said, yeah, sure. So they, they ran it by Ronan and I guess he had some mercy and said, yes, fine. Uh, and then here we are. But so that's my, my background with Shai Halub was originally just doing, uh, a failed drum audition, uh, some backup vocals. Um, and then uh, eventually in 2006, uh, they had, I think, uh, had the idea of changing the name and wanting to go in like a, not a different direction, but, you know, hardcore, when you say you're a hardcore band, I think, especially at that time, maybe it really pigeonholed you. You could get really locked into something. Mm -hmm. And Shai Halud was really expanding beyond just a hardcore band. Yes. You know, they started using the term metalcore because they were really, you know, a metal band at heart with hardcore roots, but then were also just doing these really intricate different things. I mean, go listen to that within Blood Ill Tempered. It's a very weird, great, beautiful, complex, heavy it's an it's an all-encompassing album i mean think about like you know what between the buried is now between the buried and me is now how they have you know weird keyboard stuff and jazz and this and that you know like it was weird for bands to be 
traveling that far, I guess, right. back then. And so uh, they were going to change their name to the Warmth of Red Blood. And I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody, but uh, they talked about it. And they said, yeah, you know, like Deer, Deer their, their singer had left and they were looking for people. And then they said, you know, Dylan, why don't you just give it a shot? We'll, we'll do something. Uh, and so I sang over a couple of songs. Um, I played drums on a, a demo that we, we ended up doing for uh, what I think got them signed to Metal Blade uh, years later. Um, but uh, I sang on a few tours, one in Europe. Uh, a couple in the States with bands like 12 Tribes, Remembering Never, The Red Chord. I mean, these were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome. One Dead, Three Wounded. I, I mean, these are, you know, bands that I grew up like loving and idolizing. So for me to be able to, to do that with them was just super cool. Um, but yeah, so that uh, is how I got in the band, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, now... Years later, I, I, I was out of the band, I think, around 2007. I had really hard time keeping my uh, voice while yeah. I was singing. Um, and uh, now uh, it's 2021 or 2020, and uh, it was 2020 anyway. Uh, and Matt said to me, hey, you know, we're playing shows, and, you know, he and I have been writing riffs for Zombie Apocalypse, and I've been recording stuff, and he said, we need a bass player. Why don't you just you know, play bass. And I, I would say, ah, I got, you know, I got my job. I, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to, you know, go on the road and do stuff. And he said, you're playing bass for us. And I said, nah, you know, I can't, I can't. He, but he said, ah, come on, you're going to do it. I said, all right, fine. So, you know, look at where I am now. Right. I got, yeah. got my bass, bass guitar and, and I'm playing bass in childhood. <laughs> so I guess Matt was right once again and I was wrong. Uh, but yeah, so that's my, that's my weird history of, uh, ending up, I guess, a Shai Lutz bass player. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's so funny because, um, it's amazing how relation and friendships, you know, brings you to share moments, even, uh, even with the time, you know, like if it wasn't 10 years ago, but maybe it's now, maybe it's now that you, yeah, have, that you, very... that you have a chance with those people, um, I also, um, thanks to this this decision to to start um, this booking agency a couple of years ago while I was a university student, um, I met uh, this South American band called Billy the Kids. Okay. And at the time, they were like uh, really in auge in the hardcore and straight edge scene. And um, I also had uh, other friends here in Europe uh, already knew they, they knew them personally, and they say, "Oh, Shanti, so you're gonna you're gonna meet the guys. They are really funny, really nice people." And, and this is true, really, really nice guy. And and I start a, a strong friendship with Pablo. Um, we also had an, uh, an episode together because me and Pablo we got the, what we call the so called the, the Anunnaki connection. So okay. we discuss about. Uh, um, UFOs, aliens, and stuff like this, and that's, and that's... On the, on, at the same time, um, we were talking about playing together because we know each other. You know what I like. I know he's a great musician. I said, you know, we should start a band. And so he started sending me some. I really hope that uh, in in the near future, I I can officially say, you know, there will be this project. But as I said, I met him like eight nine years ago. We kept in touch thanks to the internet and social media. 
and uh, the French is still on fire. And now I have this opportunity. You know, we talk almost every day because it's a good friend of mine. And and and, and when it comes to music, say, you know, I would like I would like to to share this passion with you. And and this is something that um, I think is not to underestimate. You know, when you when you meet somebody, it kind of brings you somewhere maybe. And but about Shailud, I need to tell you that um, I. I, I guess it was 2013, uh, something like this. I, I, I also Googled it before we start the episode because uh, I, I remember the location, but not the year. And I remember uh, going on my own from Basel to Zurich by train. It's like almost a one, less than a one hour. So I had okay. my Dune book in the backpack. I was reading <laughs> Dune on the train. What a nerd. Huh? <laughs> and, uh, and I went to the concert um, I, I I suppose, but I'm not 100 sure that there was the other band, Rain Supreme. There were oh wow! Together. Uh, I, I, I really wanna, hope that this was yeah, this that this was the right <laughs> tour. But long story short, it was that I was there and I said, "Oh my god, I really love the set. Uh, the guys are there." Um, I remember picking up a. Uh, I still have this tank top with. Uh, the Florida on it and say Shailud uh, Arcor or something like this. Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy. And, and then I opened my bag to put uh, the merch in, into it. And, and I said, oh my God, I have the book, the book. And I said, I got to <laughs> one of the guys the best. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how you react when somebody asks you for a sign, but I have here the Dune books and I had told them the story about Shailud and my, my passion for the book and the story. And they said, and they were so, oh yeah, yeah, come on, come on, hey guys, come here. And they signed me the book. So this is something that I really, um, it's to me so precious because I have my copy. I honestly, I, I also have two copies of the book, but <laughs> <laughs> so how much fans, how much fan I am of the book, but the one is signed by the band so you know like it was so strong <laughs> but that's awesome that's very special that's very very cool and this is a memory that i bring with me and honestly uh i guess this is really the first time that i tell to the people i would say because they just maybe two or three friends that know about that but because <laughs> when i start talking about dune uh the, some people say huh what is it i never heard of that well, there's because, the new the movie's going to be coming out soon, and I'm sure everyone. I'm really will. curious. I know yeah. that, um, the the director is a very good one. I love a lot yeah. of what he did. I did Blade Runner, so I think this one's going to be a one. one. I mean, the new Blade Runners, and I really love yeah. it. And um, I put a lot of expectation that I hope, I think, yeah. but I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. It got a lot. It will have a lot of potential. You know. I agree. I think this is going to be a big one. I, you know, again. I am not a, a big science fiction person. I'm not a bit. I, I apologize to anyone who I'm offending right now. I'm not a big. That's that's all Matt. That's all Matt Fox. Uh, but I heard this movie is supposed to be like the coolest thing in the world. And the director put so much thought into it. And I think it was supposed to come out last year. But yeah. because they didn't want like a straight to, you know, like a video on demand or anything like that. They wanted an actual theatrical release. It was delayed. So I think they're really banking on this being a big thing. And I, and I hope it is. I hope it is. I, and I hope that Shai Halud gets, you know, <laughs> all the popularity in the world from it. But. You know, like, like when the title in the end starts. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, who, yeah, who, like knows? who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is possible, right? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, 
But um, I, I don't know. I you just said about the, the fact that they start using the term metalcore, and yeah. uh, this was some this was something that something that I really found really uh, impressing of the band is the fact that. You, you you didn't have this kind of song with a normal section, you know, strophe, refrain, and everything. Yeah, you got yeah, all right. these different kind of rhythm, uh, riffs, guitar riffs, uh, the lyrics that are not, you know, it was it's hard also to sing along sometimes because it's not that you remember, you know, the like the the, the lyrics like in a I would say usual normal song, you know, and this this in my case gave me some foundation about what I was looking for, some music. Because um, from one part of me, it lo- loves punk rock, a melodic punk rock, uh, like this. On the other side, uh, I noticed that this kind of band, a little different, a little bit more intricate, um, gave me like this kick on, oh, you should try something or you should taste something different, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. And uh, yeah. Uh- but um, yeah, how, how can I say? I mean, what we can say about the lyrics of Shayulud? What what's your opinion? I mean, well, again, I I, I take zero uh, uh, credit or anything like that. Again, I, I've never written anything for Shayulud or, or uh, lyrically or musically. Again, that's all Matt. Um, Matt uh, Matt is. It's funny for a guy who, who says, uh, you know, I'm not that smart and I'm not that, you know, I mean, Matt, that's a pretty smart guy. Um, don't tell him I said that, obviously. Um, and I hope he never hears this. Um, but uh, no, Matt's, Matt's a really smart, uh, well thought out guy. I think a lot of his stuff uh, lyrically comes from a place where, again, I think I mentioned this to you earlier is that, you know, Matt wants everything to have meaning, you know, whether it be the name of the band, whether it be the title of a mm-hmm. song, whether, you know, and, and from him, when I was, you know, growing up and, and we would exchange music, especially earlier on for zombie apocalypse stuff, you know, I think I learned a lot from him that, you know, things need to have a, a, a reason or, or not like a necessarily a deeper meaning, but like, if you're playing a riff, like it should have, you know, a sense of belonging in the song or whatever. And again, that's what Matt really, uh, I think, labors to create. He wants to have one cohesive piece, um, musically, uh, lyrically, and he wants all of those parts to be equally important. And I think you know, he does a really great job of that. I think each Shai record or EP or whatever uh, is separately independent and can stand on its own, but also part of a greater whole. And I think that it, that it really just is like a great body of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's deep. And yeah, I have really hope that the audience will take the time to, you know, to, to go <laughs> and, 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 um, and try and listen to it because, because, um, I always try to, to, to push a little bit, to motivate, let's say it's a better word, motivate people listen to my podcast. And I know that uh, some come from the classical world and order from the modern, uh, I would say rock or pop. And um, 
they are both related because uh, it happened my experience working with orchestras that uh, you have a time with some musician to say, you know, when I was yoga, I was listening to that band. I remember the guy coming to me and say, you know, I guess 20 years, um, yeah, I guess I was 18, I was listening to uh, The Exploited. But if you see the guy, you know, like wearing the concert clothes yeah. and everything, it was, you know, this is, this is one of the reasons why it motivates me to do the podcast because I know, you see, people have things to tell, to share. You know, it wasn't like I'm ashamed because I, now I'm playing Beethoven and I started as a teenager was listening to punk rock. You know, it was just, no, this is what's part of me. And it comes with me, you know, and I think this is our human experience behind being an artist. And it doesn't matter if professionally or amateur, but in music, I mean, in music, um, I try to bring out all these experience, personal experience. That, uh, uh, in, in this case, also thinking about uh, the lyricism of Shailud, the fact that somebody willing that have him a, a meaning, a deep meaning or a bound, as you said, with music. And it, this is not definitely not, not to, um, or to take for, uh, we say, um, to under, underestimate because because sometimes we have this uh, as people think uh, many people think oh classical music is just for some kind of person and as people say oh yeah Matt is just screaming it's just for this kind of person you know just there is still there is still some sometimes there's this kind of interesting bounds and you just need to just go over and as we talk about books you don't judge a book from the cover right and the music is the same. You got maybe I, I, and nowadays that uh, we are more on social. I guess in every episode I need to bring out, bring out this topic about social media, because it's more visual, right? It's more like this. So people just what you see, but this is not hundred percent reality. Is not. It's just maybe just how an artist want to show only a part of his product or of a creation. Yeah. So you just need to. To go into deep and try to talk or to listen to more. So yeah, let's go out there and listen to some Shailu to gonna help. But now it's time to talk about Zombie Apocalypse. Zombie Apocalypse. I love that band. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, Me too. Because as I, as I was saying, I was online. Thanks to I guess I was on Instagram. I was on the side and I saw the side of Inst- uh, the page of Shailud was posting Zombie Apocalypse new project and saying, so like, okay. I just I just click direct. Like there also <laughs> there also the oppor- the possibility that I started that I was at the toilet at the, at the opera in Surrey and it started the music so loud that everybody got just just scared. Sure. But <laughs> uh, and then I said, okay, I know the guys from Shailud for the sound, and I said, this sound, yeah, this is what I I don't know at that that time when I was when I listened to the first time, I say, oh, this is the music that was that I was needing. So uh, it wasn't that uh, something like, you know, like, like a movie trailer that you, you know is coming and you are waiting for that. But yeah. it was just like a surprise and it's a surprise. Bam, this sound is what I need today. And That's I remember awesome. like, like two days later, I already ordered the, the LP because I said, I want it for my collection. I want it because it's an, it's an interesting sound. But, um, and, uh, and then I, I, guess, uh, I guess it was January 2000. 20 that I text you on Instagram say hey guys yeah. if one day you will come to touring to Europe just 
just let me know because I used to go on tour with some bands and if I can help you, it would be a pleasure or just even meet at the concert and just having dinner together or just drink a drink. No, that's okay. And, and this, all the things started, but I, wa- I have so many questions right now because, yeah, if you Google the album cover, <laughs> uh, if you look at the name, uh, I don't know, because I don't know what really to explain. I didn't know at the beginning what to expect because zombie apocalypse would say, oh, what is it? It's going to be like grind or, you know, like... It definitely, like really, it definitely has. Really, 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 I don't know, bloody gore, you know, like this and, or what, or what, and this. And then I saw this and that and say, so, but I think that now, today, I guess I got the chance to better understand the yeah. project and stuff. I mean, first of all, I like and I love the music. So... For this part, we are on the same page, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I let you talk uh, freely. I mean, and if I have, we'll have some question. I'm gonna stop you, but please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, what can I say? So, well, uh, I guess I'll say this: the the album that Shanti keeps referring to uh, is "Life Without Pain" is a fucking fantasy. Yes. Uh, it has two covers. The, the CD cover and the digital representation cover is uh, a very clean, uh, just white uh, square with a little, uh, you're not sure if it's maybe some chocolate filling, you're not sure if it's maybe blood, whatever interpretation you want to take there. Um, and, and our logo, and it just says zombie apocalypse. Um, but uh the the LP, the record, the vinyl version uh, is uh, chocolate. It looks, it's just a very different um, album cover uh, and the back and the inside, the, everything kind of ties together very nicely. Um, and uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's, a diff, it's a different album cover, I guess is what I would say. Not what you would expect from a band called uh, zombie apocalypse or the the album called life without pain is a fucking fantasy and i wish i could take credit for it but it is actually something that i fought very hard against uh okay. that album cover <laughs> that album cover is the result of a compromise with ronan uh kaufman the other singer who had the great vision to say that it should be the album cover and me to say fuck no we can't do that um, <laughs> but, uh, that's actually the artwork of, um, a good friend of the band, uh, Nathaniel Shannon, who everybody should look up on Instagram or online. He does, uh, great artwork, takes great photographs. Um, and he, uh, did that artwork uh, and took those pictures for us. Uh, we also were working with, um, Damien, uh, Moyle, who, um, it, you know, it has been in Shigalud as friends rush as, sorry, as friends rust. Um, and has, has, uh, you know, been a friend of the band, obviously for, you know, as long as we've been around. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did a lot of the art direction and a lot of the artwork, uh, for that album specifically and our t-shirts, uh, that came along with that as well. So, uh, thank you to, to, uh, both Damien and, uh, Nathaniel. That's it. That's what I got for that album. The, the album itself is, is different, I would say. Um, our first album, uh, uh, 
this is a spark of life, uh, which is, you know, hard to say you have favorites or anything. That's, that's my favorite zombie apocalypse album. Uh, you know, not, no surprise to say that it's short and fast and heavy. It, the riffs, I, I tell Matt this all the time. Every time we talk about what direction the band should be going in or what we want the next, you know, stuff to sound like, I always say, man, we got to get back to what it sounded like on the first record. The riffs are so creative and they're so different. And sometimes it seems like it's just not even like a riff, you know, where it just repeats and repeats and repeats. It just seems like you're just playing a lead and that's the entire song. And to me, that's so interesting. And Ronan's vocals and the phrasing and his ideas on that album are just so perfect to me. And maybe it's an, an idea because, again, I was an outsider and it was just, hey, come sing and do vocals on this. Uh, and it was just, it turned out to be something just so special. Um, that that album is, is just very fast paced and I would say almost more hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is... Uh, Tales Told by Dead Men, which is our split with Senmore Paramedics from the UK. Uh, another great band. Um, but uh, yeah, our side on that album was very more metal than that album before it, than, than This is a Spark of Life. Uh, but still had a lot of that like punky hardcore feel. Mm. Uh, very cool, weird record. Uh, and if I am not wrong... I think it might have been our guitarist, Greg Thomas, uh, his first record that he recorded. Can't remember. He owns Silver Bullet Studios and he's also in the band End. Um, he with Will Putney and uh, Jay Pepito uh, and uh, Billy Reimer. And, and they're, they're awesome. Uh, if you haven't heard them, check them out. Um, uh, he was also in Misery Signals. I mean, Greg is mm-hmm. Greg is a, Greg was also in Shy Luke. Greg is a very talented guy. But I think that was his first recording. I think it was either that or our final say. Anyway, um, and then we took a decade off or fifteen years off, uh, <laughs> and decided, hey, we should put out a record. Um, and Life Without Pain Is a Fucking Fantasy is the result of that. And that album, I think, more than any other is a true capture of all of our influences. Uh, it's the first album that I wrote any music for. Um, and I wrote five songs and Matt wrote five songs. And I was really worried about it because to me, it could be two sides. It could be the heavy metal side mm-hmm. and the punk hardcore side, you know? Um, and I didn't know how anyone would like the fact that we were trying to go further we were trying to do you know there's a song with blast two of the songs have blast beats when when have we you know ever done that you know so uh i was surprised i was really happy at the the reception Uh, you know somebody in switzerland having our record blows my mind you know it was just something that i was doing in my 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 spare room Mm -hmm. uh you know recording riffs in my free time when i wasn't working at the law firm that i work at you know it's just, it's something to me that, that really just blew me away, the reception. But uh, that album uh, is, is really special to us and is, is really like all of our like hard work. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely an interesting mix of experiences and idea. 
Yeah. And it's interesting when you when you think that all these come together in one product that is this case that disc uh, an LP or it's, it's music and and you you find this balance also with your friends and colleagues musician you know to to find oh wait this is the sound we need but maybe because you also had older experience before with different bands but also together and then you you arrive at that moment and okay this is the sound that i think right now will fit you know like it's not yeah, that it, you can say okay now it's time to do this and that if if you're not planning already you know like a marketing stuff but yeah just let it out i mean Yeah, it was just happening, uh, and it just came out as it was. It just, you know, there was no plan, and, and I kept on getting worried, and uh, I guess I was happy to, to hear what it came out to be. Um, and Ronan, Ronan, the, 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 one of our two singers, I'm, I'm the other, but Ronan, who writes the majority of the lyrics, his, his, his really thoughtful lyrics, um, maybe less coded on this record, but Uh, more uh, maybe direct and to the point uh, just really, really were the nice capping on the top that it, that it needed uh, because some of the, some of the lyrics on this album are just really some of my favorite that we have. And, and, and Ronan is just really a master with that stuff. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I remember um, also I had the chance to to text with him on Instagram because he was posting some stuff and they say, oh, that's interesting. And I just saw the way he was answering me and see like, you know, that the toe behind or tried the willing also to share the opinion, but also to to give me the right direction to to understand better. Uh, yeah, his answer on something, you know, like we are two part different of the word. <laughs> like this, I, I, yeah. it's hard sometimes to write. And I said, oh, I was really... Really, really interesting and Argo as a positive influence by that experience. But um, this is something that I also ask almost to hold the band have. I mean, but why that name? You know, why it's going to be a pocket theory? I mean, it, because one answer could be also for us sound that's good, you know, like, but I don't know. I always wanted to, I'm curious, you know, if there was something behind that maybe just, just. In, I. So again, this was before I was actually in the band. Um, but uh, Matt Fletcher <clears throat> and Matt Fox, both from Shy Halud, uh, did, uh, I think they were, they were in some, you know, comic book store or some, you know, movie store or something like that. And, and, and we're looking at, and I'm sure I'll butcher this story, but uh, they were, looking at stuff and just like making up silly names of things or whatever. And, you know, it's always, you know, if you look at the, the, the title of something, it's, you know, swamp creature versus, you know, astro creep versus, you know, whatever, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and I think at the time, maybe either in the beginning of the, the early thousands or the late nineties, you know, zombie apocalypse or the zombie apocalypse was not a popular culture thing. It wasn't really a, a concept that many people thought about or, or, or I guess knew about the one reference that we all know now that we look back on is that there's a mortician record called zombie apocalypse, which we didn't know at the time. Uh, but I, I think either Fox or Fletcher said to the other, ah, zombie apocalypse, you know, that's a, and that, that just stuck. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it was, I guess that was what it is. You know, it, it's just one of those silly things that, that ends up happening, I guess. 
Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's always important, you know, just to also know more about those things because, uh, as I said, I, I think the sound is something that I really enjoyed of that album. And yeah. uh, I was also listening to the whole stuff, but I, I was really stuck on that one. And uh, and then I just asked myself, I mean, I really love the way I interpreted this cover with chocolate, you know, like... Um, it was something, as as you said, that the, the other one, it is with this white one, with with this, right. you don't you don't get it. It is really blood, or if something sweet that comes out. Right. Uh, I don't know. It was it was really intri- intriguing because I saw the the relation in between. It was it's like when you build this uh, word, uh, you use words to say something else, you make this playing with words. It was, this was more and more visual, you know, when you know the title, Zombie Apocalypse. I mean, what do you think? I mean, we we saw in the last year the series uh, The Walking Dead and stuff like this. Yeah. Was, I mean, now I don't want to be pessimist, but with all the series about zombies that came out and movies that came out in the last 10 years, I guess... A lot of people were thinking that if it would become a situation, a pandemic situation, like this, this could be like, you know, Hollywood was already preparing us for that. You know, like, <laughs> like but now, so I think zombie pocket people think, okay, dead, eating flesh eaters, stuff like this, or bloody gore. And, and, yeah. But then at the same time, you see, I mean, you can imagine somebody this glad and, you know, just want really to, do sweet things and try to eat <laughs> it was it was cool i mean i was so oh that's it's, nice and it's definitely uh again not what you would expect but it is it, it makes sense especially when you're talking about life uh whether bitter or sweet you know and with the album being the lyric from the song you know life without pain is a fucking fantasy uh it just seemed fitting and it worked uh and, and again i think that's why ronan really pushed hard for that cover. Uh, and it, if you turn it over again, I think the back there is the smashed one of the chocolates, yeah. right? Exactly. And so that, uh, for, for those of you that can only hear it's, it's a smashed chocolate and it looks like it has, you know, red filling. And again, if you look at the cover of the digital or the CD, it's got that same, we'll call it filling dripping down. Yeah. You don't know what but, it's it yet. Right. If you see something zombie apocalypse, you're just going to assume that it's blood and, you know, death and gore and kill and all that, you know, so, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's, and, and that's probably more fitting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll go for cheeses on the next album cover. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely. I mean, this choice win. No. <laughs> well, I'll tell Rodan that that you said he's smart and that I'm an idiot. So. No, no, let's <laughs> say that I I enjoyed the album cover and I also enjoyed the music. I mean, I'm no, glad. No, I'm but, very happy to hear that. But uh, you said that at the time when uh, you did this audition for Shadow, you were like in the college or you were young. Let's say we still. Yeah. We're still young inside, I would say. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, um, how do you feeling like being between 30 and 40 and still love that music or still also playing that music? I mean, I'm not the one who said, oh, somebody is a sellout or something like that. But sometimes I kind of said, um, seeing people that I 
still friends of mine, of course, but I mean, there was friendship there was strongly music related. Maybe also people who at the time gave me those album or those talk, uh, advices on music that is still so important to me, like changing, you know, point of view, changing definitely style. And I get, with the time growing up, I got it why it could happen or, and I noticed that I made some choices in my life that brought me to also to keep my values and to keep my passion for that. But I also, can, yeah. I saw situation, I live situation that also gave me um, the other point of view, say, this is why somebody maybe doesn't fit right with this situation, right? But in this case, um, yeah, what does it mean for you? And maybe also, I mean, I know that you can talk for the other guys in the band, but if you would say, what's the feeling also with the other person with, with whom you are sharing this experience? Well, uh, compared to Matt Fox and Ronan, I'm like the baby. Uh, I'm, I'm 39 years old. I, Ronan, I think, is 43. Fox is, uh, his birthday is actually coming up, I think maybe tomorrow. Uh, I think he might be 46 or something. So they both got me beat by a mile as far as I'm concerned. Um, so uh, they're still doing it, you know, and they're still playing and, they're, you know, they're both very into it. I know Ronan actually just went to a concert yesterday to go see Murphy's Law and Madball. You know, I, and, saw, and, I saw this on you, uh, on Instagram and yeah. a lot of friends from Europe are reposted that because... Yeah, of course. In, I don't want in, to get Tompkins into Square that Park topic of the situation right now, but it's yeah, a, it, it wasn't. I, I, yeah, to yeah. See you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to stay very far away from that one, <laughs> but I will say uh, it was nice to see that there was a concert going on at all. And I, I think Ronan uh, said, you know, he said he stayed a safe distance away. He had his mask on. He, had, he also got his second vaccination. Mm -hmm. So he should be good for a while, you know, obviously until ne next year or if they decide to do a booster. Um, but, uh, you know, he saw a lot of friends and stuff like that. Anyway, whatever, all separate. Um, but yeah, look, you know, uh, going back to your question about, about uh, age and music and, and, and people will use the term selling out, even though there is, no such thing or whatever, or whatever you want to say. Um, you know, I can remember uh, a couple of things in life. I can remember when I was very young, uh, maybe like in second grade, I loved hair metal, 80s, <laughs> yeah. 80s hair metal. I mean, it was the 80s, right? So, um, you know, I loved all the, you know, Def Leppard and Warren and Dangerous Toys and Trickster and Great White and all these bands, you know, that were terrible. Uh, Still kind of like them a little bit. Anyway, um, I used to make my parents buy me the heavy metal magazines and I would sit there, oh, Skid Row. I love Skid Row. I used to look at the pictures and read the articles and that's what I want to look like. I want to look like yeah. Sebastian Bach and I want to look like Rachel Bolin who had his, uh, yeah, a, a nose ring that went to his ear and hung yes, down. I remember that, Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, out of life, that's all I ever wanted was like long hair, tattoos and piercings and this and that, you know, to play music. And for me, it was a very visual thing at a, at a young age. And then I remember getting more into, um, you know, like 
like metal metal when I found Metallica, when I found Megadeth and mm-hmm. later on, maybe when I was 14 or, or 15, you know, 14, 13, whatever, uh, after I got out of grunge, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Pantera, Sepultura, Biohazard, you know, th- all of those, you know, very big, important bands for me. Um, but my cousins uh, saying to me, ah, you're, you're going to grow out of it. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see, you like heavy metal and stuff like that now, but you'll see, you're going to, you're going to get older and you'll grow out of it. And, you know, I, I'm still a very dumb young kid who just loves, and and sometimes, you know, I went, me and my friend uh, and my girlfriend and my friend's wife went to go to uh, Buffalo, New York, which is very far upstate, almost by Canada. Mm -hmm. We went in, uh, December, it was right before New Year's, um, to go see Buried Alive's reunion. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. and I love, me and my friend Mike love Buried Alive. You know, and I was just like, ah, I'm going to stay back here. I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to mosh and I'm too old for this. And so, but fuck, man, the second that they hit, I just, yes. I, I, I said to my girlfriend, you know, I, I, I gave her my coat. I was like, I got to go. I got to go. And I just lost my shit and I started yelling in Scott Vogel's face and moshing and, you know, grabbing my friend's shoulders and shaking him. <laughs> you know, I, I, something hits you and you just get carried away. I don't know that I'll ever not be like that. Um, just last year before the pandemic hit, I saw face to face. You know, you said you like punk. I love punk, too. Me and me and Matt uh, and Ronan, too. We, you know, we all love punk, you know. Bad Religion, Face to Face, Lagwagon, No Effect, all those bands, yeah. were, you know, huge bands for me. Um, but Face to Face was doing a tour or a show or two where they played just the self-titled album mm-hmm. by itself and then a few other songs. And they recorded it for that uh, Live in a Dive record that they put out. And it was at a very small club, St. Midas in Brooklyn, which was right down the street from where I live. Uh, and so me and my girlfriend went with my friend and the same thing. I was like, ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go crazy. But then I started playing. I'm like, shit, I can't, how am I not going to go nuts and sing along and, and, and lose my mind? You know, I mean, having a drink or two helps also, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I may be older. I may be, I would love to pretend wiser, um, but music just does something to me. It, it, it makes me, it can do a few things. The first is that it can make me act like a fucking moron and lose my mind like that, you know, and, and want to do violent things, but not actually hurt anybody. You know, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not a crowd killer. I'm not anything like that, but it's just a, an expression, albeit with your fists and your legs. Um, uh, the other thing is, you know, when I sing, I do something very stupid, uh, which I actually remember we were in Austria when I was singing for Shai Halud. I have a tendency to punch my own chest while, while I'm singing. And I, the doctor looked down my throat and he said to me, remember I said I had a problem keeping my voice. He looked down my throat and he went, what have you been doing? And I said, oh, well, I sing in a bang. He said, you should, you should stop this. And I said, uh, okay. And he, you know, I had my shirt off. He said, what is this? And I said, well, I get carried away and I, I punch myself when yeah. I sing. 
you should stop that too. He goes, it sounds like this is a terrible thing that you're doing. You know, like they had to put uh, like a post-it before the show. With, don't do yeah, that. Right, don't don't hit yourself. Right, yeah, exactly. Have fun, but you're right. Read it. Write it on the palm of my hand. Um, but so so it makes me do that. It makes me want to get up and move. It makes me want to like just do you know crazy things. But music to me. Also, you know, like how, how scent, I think, operates for some people. Music for me ties to a memory. Uh, and this is a, this is a conversation that Matt Fox and I have a lot as well. Um, I tell him things like, I don't like those Shy Hulud. Um They did like the remastered version of uh, Hearts Once Nourished mm-hmm. and um, a couple of others after that. I think they sound great, uh, actually. They, they do sound better uh, than the original. But when you're used to hearing something in a certain way, uh, I feel like that changing that can ruin it. Um, A big thing for me was when Megadeth redid all of their original stuff. Um, Some of which was damaged. Uh, I think they lost it or, and they had to like re-record either vocal parts or guitar parts. And it just didn't sound the same. And so if you look on Spotify, uh, they only have that out there. Is the re- the remaster? They they triggered the snare and they sound completely different and they they totally changed the sound and all this. And I fucking hate it. Uh, I love Megadeth, but you know I just hate the sound of those. So I made a point, uh, and I'll <laughs> find it. But I made a point when I was going out to buy. Uh, you can't see it so well now, but. The, the rust in peace that has the correct sound that I wanted yes. because I wanted to hear it the way that I remember Christmas of 1994 sitting in a room with a Walkman on my head or, you know, a CD player on my head yes. and, and saying, you know, that is the way that I remember it. And I, I remember things like that, you know, in a specific way. Um, I remember listening to, Metallica on a Walkman in camp when I was younger, you, you know, and it just, it, it really takes me back. Mm-hmm. And so music for me is a really powerful thing. Um, it's, it's my life's work. I'm not good at it, but I've dedicated my entire life to it. Uh, knowing things inside and out. Uh, my girlfriend makes fun of me because she's like, you know, there was a, have you ever seen in the, I think seventies or eighties, there was a, a TV show called, called name that tune. Yeah. And it was, you know, I can name that tune in five notes or whatever. She goes, I, know, I, you know, I do the same sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So before a song even comes on, you know, if you were to play sworn enemy, uh, you know, that's all you go, sworn enemy, enemy. You know, I can tell from the feedback, you know, before the song even starts, what it is or, or something like that. You know, I, I just know every detailed nuance of every song. Uh, and in fact, and then I'll shut up, I promise. I know this is a very long answer. Um, when we were recording that record, Life Without Pain is a Fucking Fantasy, the, the engineer, the, the producer, John, uh, who we work with all the time, John Niclario, uh, he runs and, and owns uh, Nada Studios or Nada Recordings, which is where Shai Halud has done multiple records, where Zombie Apocalypse has done, uh, this is our second or third record there, if you include the Guns N' Roses cover that we did. 
um, you know, we've just been working there and my bands, my other bands, when I was younger, we did stuff there. I mean, John is an absolute genius. Um, but we were sitting there and, and talking about, you know, what we want the record to sound like and, and what kind of guitar tone and this and that. And Matt, uh, this, I think I was there a day before everybody else to try to get set up because I had recorded a lot of the, uh, DI myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to be able to export that for him. Um, and, uh, he was like, Oh, that's cool. That reminds me of this. And then I would say, Oh yeah, well, you know, that reminds me of this. And then I would pull something up and he would say, well, why are you saying that? And I would say, Oh, well, you don't, this fill is, you know, it goes like this and it's exactly like that. And he would say, Oh, interesting. And then I would play him something else and he would say, Oh, that reminds me of this. And I would go, Oh yeah, well, this is where I'm getting that from. And I really want this type of thing, but I want this type of, I want this kind of click on the bass drum, but I want the depth of this. And then I want the speaker to sound like it's going to blow from Dimebag's guitar tone and, and, and this and this and this. And he would say, you don't listen to music like a normal person. And I said, what do you mean? He said, when you listen to music, do you hear one thing or do you hear four parts? And I said, well, I mean, I hear one thing, but I don't pay attention to one thing. I pay attention to every different part. You don't do that. You know, like you're an engineer, you must. And he said, no, I just, I listen to the the, the music. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, because like, I'm paying attention to everybody's different parts. Like, and that to me was mind blowing thinking that everybody listened to music the same way. Yeah. It happened uh, to me the same. Yeah. That's very strange. I, I, I don't know that I could just listen to something and enjoy it. I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I cannot listen to zombie apocalypse. I know Fox always says this about Shai Halud. He said, he always says like basically Shai Halud is the last band that he could ever listen to because he doesn't get any enjoyment out of it. He sits there and he listens to, you know, each thing to pay attention. It, it, I just can't listen to that as just a song. I remember everything. I remember recording. I remember yes. writing. And I'm like, ah, I could have done this better. You know, this should be different, you know. So it's just tough. It, it, but but it, music, in short, to answer your question, very, 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 very long. Uh Music is a, is a really sacred thing to me that, that uh, I guess I, I just don't know how to like let go of all of like the different controls and different pieces and different makeups and stuff like that that I have. Yeah. I, hopefully you understand and hopefully that, that you have some similar experiences. Yeah, definitely. I guess sometimes uh, um, it seems that people, when you show that you are like 30, and you still wearing that T-shirt, or you still listen to that sound in your car, or you say, "Oh, you go, you are at the bar with your friends," and and say, "Oh, I love this song," and, and it's definitely something another genre or something like this, and um, or they look simply at your tattoos or uh, your earplugs like this, and they say, "Man, you are not holy," because it seems that if you still listen to that kind of music that belongs to a period of your life, it seems that you are living in the memory lane, you know, like, like you just, you just there and you just, it seems it's always in kind of, um, sad way, you know, like you, you can just let it go, you know, but on the other side to me, but as I, as I understood for your answer, 
It's just that going back and listening to that tunes, that sound, it brings out those feelings that at the time were so important when you were 15. And right. 15 years later, this energy still motivates you for other things. They're going to yep. be in a private life, relation, job. I have to be honest. Um, I had an amazing job experience two years ago, an opportunity uh, absolute and I glad that is gone, but I also glad that they happened. And I remember being frustrated for my job and I love my job. And uh, I remember one of my best friends, we started um, playing as teenager in the South where my parents live. Um, punk band Ramones cover. Uh, That's great. And, uh, and we kept, you know, I don't know. We, we it was we were in, we were almost the same. I guess he's one or two years older, but we were the same school. But we come in the small region, so you know everybody. And growing up, we we had different ways, different choices, different. But one thing still was the music, passion for hardcore, punk, whatever. And so one, two years ago, he said, you know, I saw the hate breed. We come to Switzerland. Shanti, just come with me, please. And I have to be honest, the guy I'm talking to is Filippo Buzzini. Shout out to Filippo Buzzini at Sketchy Solutions, the guy who made also the logo for my podcast. So he oh, also is a guy, so he knew he knew what I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> and he did an amazing job. So thank you very much. Grazie mille, Filippo. And um, yeah, we went at the concert. And we were walking to the location because from train station to that location here in Switzerland, a missing location in Solturn, Kofmel. Um, you have to walk like 10 minutes. And we were discussing it. You said, I was told, you know, I'm kind of nervous, sometimes panic attack because I'm nervous. And I also have to travel for on holidays. And I'm nervous about doing that because I'm nervous at work. So it influenced them. And he said, you know, try not to think about that. We are now here. Um, and Hatebreed, I, I, he was already on a different Hatebreed's concert. I don't. I didn't at the time. And uh, so we went there and he said to me, you know, I'm really happy we are here together. Listen to that band because I remember Perseverance, the album. It, it showed me Perseverance. It's awesome. And out to Jimmy Just. I mean, a great insp inspiration for, for me doing podcasts. And, I, I love the lyrics. I remember some bands coming here and covering um, um, the classic song. I, I just jumping on the stage. They gave me the mic. No, it's the time. It was funny. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, at yeah. that concert, we were together and being there with the person. You know, I shared a lot of musical and live experiences. Listen to that sound that belongs to us uh, in some different ways. And also it happens that... Uh, yeah, when I go to the concert, I stay as on the side. <laughs> but I'm the I am the first one who then jump in the mush pit or try to do stage dive. <laughs> I mean, as you as as you said, I'm not one of those guys with crowd killed. I do mush, I do yeah. ballet dancing, but I don't try to kick people in No, the of course, right. You don't want to hurt anybody. It's you know, just they're, getting they're, carried away. Right? I mean, I don't know if it's me getting older, but it seems that when I started doing that, there was more like this kind of okay, we are mushing, but I'm not here for the violence. And sadly, in the last years, I've been witnesses on concert where there was just pure violence. Besides, of, not related to the band, the band 
nice guy, great sound, but yeah, those yeah. people had their own problems. And yeah. Um, but yeah, and at the time I was starting motioning and one guy called the security on me, you know, like uh, the security and everybody, no, no, that guy's okay. You know? But I had an amazing time. And the day after I went to work and I was ready to kick everybody's asses, you know, like because I say, I charged, I charged a lot. And, and, this yeah. and, and, or for example, uh, you, you spoke about some bands. I mean, Bad Religion is one of my favorite bands ever. Generator, generator is that song, oh. and oh. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm not the English mother tongue. Uh, my mother tongue is Italian, so okay. you can imagine being a teenager, knowing a little bit of English like this, but listen to Bad Religion, listen the melodies, the song. You know the lyrics, but you don't know what really means. You know, like uh, well, Bad Religion has like I, I'm in I'm a native English speaker. And I don't know what the hell they're saying because Greg Graffin's words are uh, beyond yeah, comprehension. You, I, I bought all the books he wrote and yeah. I, I love this because he, he, he knows. He's a brilliant guy. Yeah, and I mean. I love the fact I also saw them live like two years ago also. And I was so amazed from the energy. These also, they are, they are old people, let's say, in compared to a lot of, but they got I mean, this energy on stage. I don't think it's a controversial opinion to say that bad religion are old people. Bad religion, bad religion is definitely old people. But they got all this energy. No, they I kick ass. I, it's, I mean, look, uh, you know, have you seen, they just uh, did a, a couple of concerts. Um, yes. Did you see the decades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, how like, awesome. How awesome was that? And, you know, I, I don't know if you ever got into it, but the drummer now is that so Brooks Walkerman was the drummer before and mm -hmm. yep. Brooks, he's now in Avenged Sevenfold, but uh, yeah. Brooks Walkerman. Ah, yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, I, I remember. He left, yeah, now he, I I connect, think he left yeah. Bad Religion to join Avenged Sevenfold, but Brooks Walkerman's a fucking man. I mean, he is the best drummer ever. Uh, but the guy that they got to replace him, do you remember a band called Snot? Yes. Yes, I yeah, know I the know name, but I, I some bands I know the name. I maybe listen to once, but I then oh. I forget about. It. But yeah, I mean, there, I'm sure there will be a lot of people that do not like this band. But Snot was a fucking awesome band. It was like that, like '90s uh, new metal, early thousands new metal, but but different. They were they were really they're such a weird band. But anyway, the drummer from Snot is the drummer now in Bad Religion. He's played a lot of other stuff too. But he's he's great too in a different, really different way. Uh, he's very solid and he plays very true to the record. Uh, whereas I think Brooks uh, was a drummer's drummer and would just you know everything was was improvisation and would he would always mm -hmm. just do everything different every single time. Um, I mean, there's something to be said for that. But this guy uh, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, is just really like a solid fact, you know, and he plays very true to the record, which is really cool. But anyway, I, I could talk about bad religion forever. That, that could be a whole other podcast and yeah. I'll talk no, way, way too much. I introduced that because um, one of the, I guess I can tell you four albums that really have been important. I mean, for our, for what is a metal and hardcore to me, Converge, Shai Hulud, um, there was a band called Amartya, and I thought it was members from Bury Your Dead. Did you say Amartya? Amartya, yeah. 
Yeah, really? Yeah. That's so funny. This is one of my favorite. Really? Albums. That guy, Filippo, knew that I was looking for the album and he gave me his own copies because they played, they, they made this album to play the part, I guess, was the title. And this this is my, one of my top ever favorite album. And for the punk rock, I started listening to The Offspring with Americana. And then I go back oh, yeah. and I, I love the, the old <laughs> album like Smash and X9 on the Ombre. And then I got into um, Milan Colin. Milan Colin. Man, specifically, um, uh, I love the last one, not the last one, but the one before it. True Brew. Yes. There was a comeback. So, there was the greatest comeback. So good. So <laughs> yeah. good. Same old tunes to me is, is gold. It's great. It's and great. then I get into another European band, No Fun At All. Uh, no Fun got, At All, I know. They got the, I, just, I love I've the sound seeing. because it's, Yeah. Did they put out something new recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they keep their okay. own sound. I love it. And then there was this band, I mean, Making Friends of No Use for a Name. Oh, uh, oh. I, at least I love, wait, wait. I love No Use for a Name. Was, I was like 21 and I started study year in the north of the country. I mean, it's not a huge country, Switzerland. So you can go three hours train from where I was from. And I was playing in a, in a, in a Southern punk rock bands. We were singing in the di- local dialect and everything. I was a uh-huh. drummer and one friend said, you guys, next Saturday you're going to play and you're going to open for no use for a name. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, I opened for no use for a name. And there That's was also amazing. another band from uh, the singer of Good Riddance. I don't remember the name, huh. but he was there. I, he was I the like singer of that band. And, um, and um, yeah, that was also another experience, you know. Uh, you, you love one album, you love that music, and then one day you're there with them. I got... I had the, the chance to meet Tony Sly. Oh my God. And to meet all the band. And we just talk a little bit, you know, like, hey guys, I tell, I have my copy of Making Friends on CD. So it's re- with a, signed by the band because they said- That's amazing. I, yeah. I want it because, and and yeah, go, going back, I mean, this is- I'm going to pull, really- pull this off, but I just got this really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for the audience, we, we are going to share some some moment about some our best new album or the most meaningful music. And so I just got this. Oh, uh, Leche con Carne. This is, but this is the new release. But it's it's the new one, and it came uh, in like a super cool color version from the Fat for the twenty five year anniversary. Oh. And then they just released. This, which is the the um, B-sides. Okay. So it's got like a bunch of different versions. It's got early versions and demo versions of like Justified Black Eye, Stunt Double. What a song, uh, yeah. Any Number Can Play, Dumb Reminders, International U-Day. It's got these different versions. It's oh. so cool. And again, it came on this super... Awesome. I know this sounds like a, a commercial for uh, uh, Fat Records, but uh, it came on this awesome colored vinyl and it, it's so cool. I mean, I, I love No Use for a Name. I mean, I'm not and a collector, but I like to have the, 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 the vinyl yeah. because of that reason that um, even if I choose a random copy, um, 
it's a nice color. Like I got Axe to Fall of Converge and it's yellow, uh, neon yellow. And uh, yeah, it, it's okay. You know, <laughs> it's funny to have to use great. records for your friends. And then, yeah. and, then, and then they say, oh, I love that color and everything. Put back on my professional background. For oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, I see that you are in your back. On in my couch, room. yeah. You see like in my <laughs> pillows and stuff. <laughs> but you, you're growing up on, I mean, you know, for me, um, New York, uh, for some friends of mine, it, it's LA. But to me, it's more New York. I've never been to the US. But, you know, I grew up with this... Um, idea of New York hardcore and those bands from the East Coast. Even for hip-hop, I, I like at most uh, band from uh, group from Philadelphia, stuff like Jedamine Tricks, Army of the Pharaohs. I love the, the sound, the way more time maybe from the older coast, let's say. But it's not true yeah. because I, I love the whole genre. But, but to, I grew up with this idea that new, the New York scene it's more something that represents me. I, I feel more connected in some ways, music, musical talking. And uh, um, it's the fun fact is that where I live right now, in the same building, there is a guy on the fourth floor and is a New Yorker and is uh, a drummer, blues. He plays out a lot of, he played out of punk, he told me, and he played at the CBGBs regularly, you know, as a kid. So it was, it was funny. New place, going there, the guy stopped me, stuck in English. Oh, you're yeah. a musician. Yeah, I play drum, guitar. I say, oh, yeah, I'm a drummer. There, there. And I, it's an answer. what do you listen to? I say, hey, I listen to punk rock records in New York. Oh, I'm from New York. I play CP Chips. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> you know, like. That's yeah, really funny. I mean, and yeah, as, and as I tell you, I told you, this band, uh, Amartya, uh, to, I, I can't. I don't know. That I sound, that believe. sound is my is my beloved sound of guitars, riffs. So and you know, I, I know you know Barrier Dead is in there, but yeah. you know Jeff and Jay Aust were also in that from With Honor. I, we, the, and with Honor, I love. Whoa, man! Yeah, yeah, so it's them, and then uh, he went on uh, to form Ambitions, also, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Jeff started helped form Misery Signals. Mm-hmm. The guys from Seven Angels Seven Play. I mean, it's crazy to like my girlfriend upstairs is is from Connecticut originally, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where I where I live now. But she used to go see Pomardia all the time. You know, like to her, if you said this, I was like, oh yeah, I was just talking to the guy from Switzerland, and, and you know, he said he loved Pomardia. She'd be like, what? Like, wait, you know. there is there is this song. Uh, I I don't remember the title. I just need to bring it Google it about. Um, I remember the song. It's it's a metalcore. I would say metalcore in that. Yeah, very much. If, yeah. if 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 I recall the term metalcore, to me that it's that sound for me. Yes. End of the ninety, yes. early two thousand. Yes. There was this outro, and then started. Dun, da, 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 yeah, yeah. In acoustic, yes. and then yes. and then what's the zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Yes. This is it this was is, awesome. This is also because one of my uh, I always say there is special bands, but I guess it's more like song, but bands in the end, because I also had the chance to talk to those people. It was one is poison the well. I mean I don't need to go get you the record, but I have the I have the one that they did a few years back that was um, the opposite of December and uh, Tear from the Red yeah. on the other side. It's like two records in one. Okay, uh, I love that shit. Uh, 
also, I mean, you know. But that I, I, sound so I, was special. I don't know how to so, describe it. It was, it was more. I, I don't, don't want to well, criticize the nowadays music because there's a lot of nice music musician out there. Uh, a lot of um, young people, and I think because they're younger than me right now. Um, like there is this band called Tetrarch right now, and they're really right. long. They're kind of humble. I love yeah. when they listen to talk about or writing, posting stuff online because they got this sound that remind me of the first Slipknot or this kind of new metal. Oh, but you got I this feeling, you, you hear that there is this feeling that it's new. So you rem it's remind you of something, but there is this new kick. And at the time, Poison the World, yeah. Okay. And, uh, but that okay. time, Poison the World, to me, I mean, that song, Botchler, I mean, Bachelor, yeah. I got, I mean, it's a, a lot of feelings listen to that song and I also enjoyed the video uh, a friend of mine I got a lot one friend of mine that also changed a little bit ways in what he, he, he gave me as a gift uh, a DVD and uh, it's all um, old video of this uh, Stride Edge director who made all this video for this band and uh, what was in the world there was a lot a couple of bands uh, um, yeah, also from Victory, from all, all different labels, you know, like, and uh, it was interesting because uh, if you watch this DVD, you see a lot of kind of ideas that you still have nowadays, but yeah. it was like a pioneer because That's those are the cool. band, this idea of playing and filming, going around the band. Around, yeah, and I always yeah. love this idea of present the world, keeping uh, the guitar so high, you know, the attitude. Um, the, I love the way the drummer play. I mean, I also copy a lot growing up, is set up and everything. Chris so, yeah. so yeah. The, I mean, not keeping uh, the drum so high, but also flat and yeah. also having the, the cymbal so high so you can, you can smash it. I use that... I imitate the styles on when I was playing my this punk band, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And back to the topic, all these memories that now I'm telling you, and all the audience gonna hear, and so I know that somebody's gonna <laughs> laugh a little bit because because we are really into it. But um, the fact is that it's not bringing me back, and I'm now I'm here sad, saying, "Oh, those time are gone." No, I'm here saying. Man, I'm charged. I mean, it's Sunday evening. Tomorrow morning, I, I've, I have, I'm working in the home office because, uh, because of the situation. But I know that tomorrow morning, I'm gonna be on uh, sitting on my uh, on my desk and I'm gonna smile because I'm gonna rethink. Yeah, this is the sound I need now, and this is the emotion, the energy I need. And, I hope you put uh, on some Pomardia and you fall back into it. Yeah, hey, that album, that album. I mean, but this is so important to share, and I know that out there. Those are also the feelings that you can have with other kind of music, with all different experiences. Um, you know, I like to talk about this experience with a conductor. It was a guest conductor in an orchestra. And um, the orchestra, they are really, um, they are a local orchestra uh, with a very good, good musician in there. Um, and this, it was a, a guest just for a, a concert, a program, you know, just playing three times and then uh, come back to the, the normal conductor. And uh, Tim, they, they played like a program that I, I guess I listened to like already three times with from three different orchestras, you know. 
And I was, so you know a little bit the, the melodies, the parts and everything, but yeah, sure. this conductor just um, started talking a little bit, the history behind um, the story of this, the music, uh, the topic uh, inspired about that, because Shahrazad is inspired by the 100 Nights uh, history, Arabic history and, uh, and everything. Yeah. And, and then the orchestra start playing and they were like more alive. I don't know what to say. It was a different experience. I knew those guys. I work every day with this person. And uh, as I love the way they were playing before, in that moment, I say, am I listening to the same orchestra? You know, <laughs> this just to say, I mean, he, this person gives the right motivation, the right input to those musicians. You can evoke and, certain things out of people, and they and and it happened. I guess the same thing that happened for us right now, where, where we are talking, that like we are bringing out album that we are collecting or that we love to listen to, but at the same time, it gave us this this motivation. So you know, it's not something that is already done and gone, and is there, but it's something that easily you can bring back, and uh, and, uh, and and use this energy and. One of the things that is crucial for my podcast, but also from my point of view of being uh, an artist, but also uh, working in music, is this, is the fact to talk. Talk and talk with the person, with the artist. I mean, um, I don't know what are the expectations for other people, but for me, having the chance to to talk to somebody uh, and it just motivate me in, and also help me to better understand the way to do music. I had the chance to sit down. Uh, I was invited for a, from a friend because uh, it was um, the at the time it was like the tour manager, roadie for uh, the band called Stray from the Path. Oh yeah, okay. And yeah. Um, we were there with uh, Obed the Brave, the guy yeah. who oh, yeah, yeah. Icon Egener. Yeah and, yeah, and we were having dinner in this location, and I was sitting in front of the lead singer of the Bray, and I, I remember him as a European guy. You know, his YouTube, my mirror on this person of this scene, and he was sitting in front of me, and we just start talking, you know, like like this. And I met him months later when he came with the, the Spice Icon, and I saw him say hi, and he was remember me because we were talking a little bit. Like, no, I don't expect to be friends, but except the fact that. You can talk a little bit, you know, like sure. And 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 I talk about this topic uh, also in another episode. Um, the fact that I see always less this idea of people are more connected, thank you, social and everything. But you, the human connection sometimes seems to me that is missing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, by the way, that's a great story because. Uh, it's very nice to be remembered by anybody, but also despised icon fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, it's really easy, especially now, I guess, you know, uh, with social media and stuff that uh, you can just move on to the next. There's always somebody else. You can always look at something else. You can always talk to somebody else. You can always just, turn off if you want or turn on and just keep on going. Um, 
And, and I don't like to say that it's a, you know, the older you are, maybe you're better at those connections or maybe you have a different experience because you were forced into having those connections when you were younger, when these things didn't exist, when we didn't have phones or, you know, you used to have to see each other um, or talk to each other or remember somebody's phone number. Um, but uh, that may be the case. I, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh it's, it's a, again, you know, if somebody's taking the time to write to you, like I said before, you want to take the time to respond. You want to, you want, you know, you're a person who's reaching out to the singer of Obey the Brave or, or Despised Icon and saying, listen, I, I love your band. Like, you know, it's really easy to be like, well, who doesn't? Uh, obviously we're the greatest band in the world, but, uh, it's an even better feeling when, like you said, he remembers that. And, and, and I think that's really important. We're not, you know, you were talking about your podcast and, you know, you say, I haven't monetized. I'm not making money. I'm not, I do this for the joy. You know, I hate to ruin any illusions here, but zombie apocalypse doesn't make any money. We're not, you know, we're not, uh, you know, killing it and, and, and a cool band or, or, you know, on soundtracks and this and that. Um, we're just a bunch of guys doing it because we love it. And so if somebody says to us, Hey, you know, your record rules, like we, we really love it or whatever. Like, of course I'm going to say, Hey, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? Like, tell me about, like, that's it. You know, we want to know about you. That's what, that's it. You know? Yeah. (laughs) It's fun because, um, yeah, I guess for example, to get definitely real, it's like, uh, it was such a long time that I didn't have the chance to have like a conversation like I'm having with you. And yeah. um, I don't know, um, I also realizing right now how it's important to me to share those experiences or these this thoughts, you know, because uh, um, uh, last year has been definitely a strange year for everybody all sure. over the world. And... Um, I also had my moments where I was thinking, uh, oh, what I'm going to do? You know, like, am I, do, am I still in the right business? I mean, because if we want or not, we need to work, we need to gain, <laughs> you earn some money like this. And, but then I got also some good experience, very good experience that make me understand that, okay, no, that's right. It's just that you need to give time, go, go out there, once again, talk to people, uh, share experience because this gonna make more connection and everything. So if everybody out there is in this situation right now, don't despair. Just try to to reach friends, colleagues, uh, and just see what you can do. What could be possible? You, I mean, this period is hard, but it's also a good period, I think, to start something new, try something new. Uh, so uh, let's seize the day try something new, try new ideas. It's the moment. But I tell this because, because I know this is always important. For example, to me, share uh, to, to the emotion could be, you know, we, you can also bring out more sad stories or something like this, but in the end, you, you will find out maybe something like we, we touched the topic of that specific album and you start laughing, you start smiling, and, and it is contagious. And you say, oh, you see, I'm not the only one having this kind of reaction. And, and this is so powerful. 
This is Definitely. music. This is why we are here. This is why we decided also to um, uh, make music an important point on on the compass, or or it's like you know something like uh, a stars that give us the a guideline, you know, yeah. um, to get through it. And I guess some people got it maybe in other uh, uh, books or uh, uh, visual arts and stuff like this. But for us, this is. Music. This is why, also, I guess uh, I really hope. I guess my my parents understand it because my, my father is a musician too. But right. uh, uh, sometimes, I guess my mother just like, when I went visit home and I I have my sister with and and uh, so look at me and say, oh, you know, sometimes sad that you're not wearing at work. You don't wear your 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 shirt like yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. I have two, of course. When I'm seen with some uh, for some for some works with orchestra and classical music, I like to wear my suit and everything but you know this is me you know like the fun fact is that sometimes i also had uh, in classical music some some very interesting feedback about the fact of having tattoos or showing that my passion i have interested i study also classical music and ancient music but my passion daily passion comes from this sound because it they was feeling like okay we are an orchestra but we have uh, a person who is is managing or uh, logistic and everything. And it's like having, you know, this roady feeling of being, yeah, <laughs> as you yeah. said, uh, air rock, like this rock star, you know. That's like, awesome though. And it was funny to find this, 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 the feeling, this energy. It wasn't, there wasn't specific words or somebody writing you something. It was really the way people look at you, the people you talk to you, the people smile at you, you know, like, and, and this is so, this is great. Um, Eric, we are, Almost in the end of this episode, um, there was a lot to discuss. Uh, your past, your project, zombie apocalypse, um, music that connects us, the energy we, we still share every day thanks to the music. To close, do you, I don't know, I guess, do you, you want to share something with the audience or you just maybe just want to, to give some advice of some good music? Uh, all right. Uh, listen to. I know this is hard right. because we, we said we just broke out for a lot of love sound. But let's That's say uh, now, now, now. In what would you advise to listen to? There is a song or two that would say this sound is made my day. All right. Well, uh, wow. That's a really, really, really impossible question. Um, I'm going to say this. So uh, again, I always listen to not older stuff, but again, I, I'm not that current uh, on, on the hardcore stuff or, or metal even so much. A lot of the stuff that I'll listen to is a lot of the older bands coming out with new stuff or bands that have been around for a while coming out with new stuff. Um, I will say this to you specifically, Shanti. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them and I don't know your feeling on like black metal, metal, but uh, there's a band called Diabolical Masquerade. And Diabolical Masquerade is the side project of uh, Anders from Catatonia, who is another band that I, lo I love, Catatonia. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, they have an album called Death's Design. Uh, it's from, I think, around 2000. And what he did was tell 
you know, this was back when it was easier to control the media or whatever. But he told the the media they had been commissioned to score a movie soundtrack and that the movie was called Death's Design. And as it was going, then he said, oh, the, uh, the film is never coming out. The company went bankrupt, but we're going to go ahead and release this album as a complete work anyway. And what it is, is it's a lot of like horror sounds uh, with an orchestra from Sweden, but like as movements. So it's as if it's a symphonic piece. Yeah. And it has like 60 movements, I think, or like 60 tracks. And it's awesome. So it's an orchestration with black metal and, you know, like all those vocals and stuff like that. And all heavy guitars and sick drums and stuff like that. Man, you got to check it out. I, I hope you, of all people, love it. Oh, um, thank you. Like, like, think about, like, you know, how, like, Dimu Borgir is, like, really symphonic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Think, like, like that, but, like, shorter because it's supposed to be very tiny movements. Um, check that out. Uh, what else? I don't know. I love the new Cannibal Corpse. I love Misery Index. Uh I don't, I, I, I don't know. Bad religion, you know, like I said, lagwagon, all, all the, the, God, what have I listened to? E-Town Concrete is the greatest band in the world. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's such an impossible question to answer. I, you know, I, I'm looking at my records. What have I been listening to? I love Amorphous. Nobody likes Amorphous. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, that's so hard to answer. Anyway. What's my advice? I don't know. Listen to Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> um, check us out uh, on Spotify, on Apple Music, uh, anywhere you can. Um, we're a fast band who plays short songs uh, and uh, has some uh, deep, meaningful lyrics that maybe will strike a chord with you. Um, give us a listen if you can. Uh Check out Shy Halud if you haven't heard Shy Halud. Um, and other than that, listen to Shanti. He knows everything. <laughs> whoa, this is, this is, this is, whoa, maybe too much. <laughs> no, but I, I, I like when, um, I guess, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a modest person who knows me know that, but I'm learning, I got the best feedback I also had from the podcast is see that people say, oh, I listen to your podcast. I really enjoy the way it's done, you know. And this to me is the, is the only thing I need to know because I try really to, to be myself, to, to also bring things that interest to me and share, as I said. As I always, as I said in the, at the beginning of the podcast, this is like sitting uh, on a cafe somewhere in the world. I don't care. But having that moment where you share your, your ideas and you share your, your passion. Because these are, I know, you know, as I said, uh, I can start talking to, about music and then I land talking about conspiracy and UFOs and stuff like this, you know. And, yeah, absolutely. Or you can start talking about music and going to more deep conversation about uh, maybe uh, music therapy or how, what the influence on that. And, and, and this is what I use. This is my phrase, I guess. If somebody will make a stickers with my face or a meme saying, oh, that's amazing. That's my, I guess, if you listen to all the episodes, I guess I, I said, oh, oh, that's amazing. Is it? <laughs> but, 
this is because this is my reaction inside of me. I'm I really amazed <laughs> of, of what I can share, what some people say, because sometimes there is, as, as I always uh, make like um, a, a set list of topics, you know, but uh, sometimes I just touch three of them because I did my one half hour, one hour with someone. And sometimes something uh, that isn't my deepest expectation that some topics comes out spontaneously. Yeah. So when it happens, this is the amazing part, you know. Right? That's <laughs> so that's it. So Eric, thank you, thank you very much for your time for and sharing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, as I as I said in the beginning, it's a, a a little dream come come true, and uh, that's sick. I wish you yeah. really all the best out there in the man. states. Yeah, I really hope that you are safe and sound, and. Yeah, hope to having maybe the chance in the in the in the next times to meet you in person. That's for sure. If we are anywhere out by you, or anywhere near, I promise you, dinner, drinks, hangouts on me. We're gonna hang out and have an amazing time. Thank you very much. Hey, wish you All the right. best. Eh? Yeah, same to you. Thanks so much, Shanti. Check this out. We couldn't close the episode without a zombie apocalypse song. From the album Life Without Pain is a Fucking Fantasy, this is We Still Might Be Dying. Uh, you're not going I'm not gonna go on. She died? Uh, yeah.